0: day and welcome to the seventh episode of the Fellowcast. And with me today I have Andrew Wool. He's an elder at the Fellowship. He's been an elder for quite a while, but he's also come on staff recently, on full-time staff. And Andrew is in in charge of the strategic side of things at church, which is really uh, a foreign concept for many people. But it's actually a beautiful thing to have within the church structures. So welcome, Andrew. It's good to have you today. Thank you, Valdi. And mm-hmm. um, Andrew, just just to get get started off, um, it th- I want people to to get to know you mm-hmm. a little bit more as as they listen to this, um, and, and I would say it takes a specific kind of person to do what you do. So so how would you describe yourself? How how would you say? What are the things that make you tick?
1: Wow! How much time have you got? No, <laughs> as much as you need. <laughs> um, I think really I'm. I'm a born planner. I'm I'm always planning ahead. I'm always looking ahead. Um and I, I suppose I'm always looking for the smartest ways of getting things done and the most mm. effective ways of getting things done. Mm. Um what makes me tick is is I love seeing people productive, I love seeing people being happy in, in what they're doing. Yeah. And I think I spend quite a lot of time, I work hard at um creating a balance between building relationships with people, um as well as getting the job done. Mm. So I am task orientated, but I also work hard at making sure that we always maintain the relationship uh, yeah. in in the work that we do.
0: And what is it that you did before before you came on staff at the fellowship? We know that you've
2: always been involved in mm-hmm. the church and with the church, but you had a different job. Uh, yes. What is it, is it
0: that you did
1: before
2: no. you came on staff? Quite different. Um, 30 years of
1: corporate uh, life. Um, so when I um, was studying, I, I, w- I did a B.A. law degree, okay. and then I went on and did a B.Com degree, sort of a sort of more business kind of degree. Um, started off in a for five years in a business c- uh, consulting uh, firm. Mm-hmm. Learned a lot. Uh, then moved into retail. Uh, worked at Woolworths for twelve years. Okay, uh, loved it. Uh, I worked in all the innovations, all the new innovations, and you know Woolworths is a very innovative company. Yes. So. What a wonderful experience I had there. Um I loved the creativity of it. I loved the variation of it. Um, I ran the, the a large projects office. Okay. Um at, at Woolworths and I had that's where I got my first experience in strategy and uh strategy planning. Mm. Um so some good years then and then I left and uh started my own business, my own project and change management consulting business. Okay. For eight years. Um Which was tough because I decided I chose to go out in the years when we had perhaps the worst recession in living memory but those were good years again learned a lot Um, and then I decided uh, it was time to combine my retail uh, skills and knowledge with my financial services skills and I joined a big financial services company Mm. and spent the last five years uh, introducing new uh, financial products uh, into the marketplace um, but then, as I said, uh, 30 years came and went, and um, I decided it was time to draw a line on the corporate world for various reasons. Um, I took a three-month sabbatical, and I really then waited on the Lord to say, what is the next step? Mm.
2: Um, and He opened the doors here at the fellowship, mm. and uh, here I am. Yeah, it's Very so happy to be here. And it's awesome to have you on staff, and I can honestly say since you've been here,
0: there is real change being um, implemented and and things are happening and, and and things are just being approached with a different flavor and a different mindset so maybe tell us a bit more about your role now at the fellowship i think it'll be good for people to understand what it is that mm. that it is that you do on a daily basis okay, besides yeah. gardening of <laughs> course <laughs> <laughs> oh yes
1: uh, um well yeah look uh i've got a very sort of uh interesting title but uh so I m- officially I'm the the chief administration officer yes. which is really similar to the to a chief operating officer in, in a business but mm. really what it means is that um my role includes strategy uh strategy planning operations uh so the board operations of the church mm. and then in that um communication um facilities uh that's why I'm spending time on looking at I'll the house across yeah. the way and so on. and then special projects uh and then on the ministry side um i'm also responsible for the life groups mm. um the stewards um sort of taken on the welcoming team and uh sort of looking at that uh, hospitality mm. as well as um i've really got a heart for the community and so I, part of my portfolio is community outreach yeah projects and in the next couple of months um, we're definitely going to be looking at opportunities right here in Malpos mm. where um, people can really s- serve you know the the the, the, the marginalized and the, the the people from disadvantaged backgrounds and I think that will be a wonderful opportunity uh, for us all to serve mm. um, just a different community yeah and I'm sure many people would want
0: to know w- you know, what is what does strategy have to do with church? <laughs> I am playing yeah. devil's advocate no, for a while, yes. but,
2: but but what would you say does strategy have to do with church life? You know, it it uh, it all starts with vision first. Mm. Um and
1: for me that that is the most important things and um, you know there's that verse with uh, without a vision the people perish, perish and I yeah. think that is, is so so true. Um you know if you think about Abraham um you know, the Lord said to him, you know, get up and go to a land that I will show you. Mm-hmm. And Abram got up and went. And But e- even in that moment, he had to have a vision or a glimpse of something. Mm-hmm. And that something was a different, uh, a, a, you know, a different land, sure. a new land. Yes, he needed to obey, but that started off with just a very simple, a new land. Mm-hmm. And... um and then just think about Joseph, you know, and all of his uh, crazy dreams, you know, with the sun and the moon and the stars buying down before him. Mm. He needed that. There was there was a vision. There was a glimpse of something that was different um, mm. or something new, and he certainly would have needed that uh, during his times in prison yeah. when it he, s- he was seemingly forgotten about. Um, so vision is very, very important. Mm. Um, and so once you have the vision, then we can start talk
2: about uh, strategy yeah. and, and plans, but... Uh, know, that comes very much after the vision. Yeah, sure. That that's powerful when you say, you know, we can have
0: we can have structures and try to fit God into the strategy and the structures. Mm. But it's it's th- it's way different when you have the when you have God first. You have the vision first, and Correct. then you build the structure to to uh, sustain what yes, God has given. Absolutely, and uh, and I think that's what excites me about yeah. the role that you have is yeah. that. You are just coming and, and and building something that sustains the the vision of this mm. of this congregation a, and and I think Correct. it's it's greater than our congregation I think yeah. all churches need to have someone that that can build a sustainable structure mm. within uh the church to move within and i I was going to ask why why is it so important mm. but I think you mentioned it in terms of you know it is it is uh, because of a lack of vision that the people yeah. perish i don't know if you want to add something <laughs> to the importance of of strategy
1: well you know um i think j- just the difference I- in a church really and, and i think you you touched on it, which is really important is that god owns the vision yeah uh, that's the starting point and he leads the development of the strategy so mm. that's that's the that is the significant difference and it's wonderful because uh, in a business environment you're doing a lot of research to kind of figure out what the vision and the strategy is. Yeah. In, in a church environment, we need to be quiet. We need to listen. Mm. Uh, we need to hear the voice of God, and we need to 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 see where He's working mm. and and
2: uh, take that as our lead, as you know, as He leads us. Yeah. So, um, that's very important. Yeah. And and how would you say do we balance? I know one of our
0: uh, our core values is is a church centered, mm. li- uh, Holy Spirit centered life. Mm. Uh, um, so that everything we do comes from hearing God's voice and obeying. How do we balance being a, a church led by the Spirit with planning and strategy?
2: Is, is, you know, how do we kind of marry those two yeah. concepts? Yeah, you know, um, uh, it, it would. I think it would be wrong to assume that
1: um, you can't have a strategy and a plan and be led by the Holy yeah. Spirit. Um, you know, the Holy Spirit gives us the vision and the strategy. Mm. And it's our job to 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 obey and put plans into place that enable us then to actually mm. achieve that uh, that that vision. Yeah. So I see the Holy Spirit so uh, you know you can't have vision and strategy without the Holy Spirit in a church, mm. um, and that's what makes it so exciting and yeah. so different for me, which is why I'm, you know, loving it so much. Mm.
0: I think I think that is. That is probably the biggest uh, determining factor in terms of vision and strategies. Is that you know it's part of stewardship, and mm. stewardship is a biblical concept. It's like if if God gives you a field to work, uh, you need to have a strategy and how mm. you what are you going to put on that field, Correct. or what are you going to sow, what are you yes. going to when are you going to water, what are the kind of things that you'll use to nourish what you've been given. Mm. And and I see strategy very much as that. Mm. That it's it's just ma- stewarding the plans and the vision and it's beautiful that you Mm. keep on going back to Mm. that as well that Mm. it does start with with being spirit led Uh, obviously you can have both sides Mm. in operation it's not something that you it's either or it's it's a it's a combined thing so what are the common misconceptions or hurdles that you you or we as a church may face and must overcome when talking strategy within the church sphere yeah you know you People already ask the question: So, what does strategy have to do with church? Mm. I mean, that's that's a misconception in itself. Correct. So, what are some of the other misconceptions?
1: Well, perhaps perhaps not a misconception, but definitely a big hurdle is that um, man's got to take himself out of the driving seat, mm. and uh, we've got to put God into the driving seat. And I think that's that's what we need to do anyway, as yep. as an individual in our day to day walk with the Lord is putting him in charge this is exactly the same mm. and that's the biggest hurdle is to get the to get the agendas and get the egos out of the way and to really focus on on, on you know uh on putting god into that particular driving seat um and it becomes no longer about uh, man's uh, selfish needs and wants but becomes more about god's love and his compassion mm. for a for a, a broken world um it's 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 seeing it differently so one is seeing it uh through a, ma- a man's uh, set of eyes and a, a man's agenda mm. through seeing it through God's eyes mm. and uh with his heart and with his compassion for for a broken world so it, it it um that is the big the big hurdle is to to make that adjustment um and it's no longer about profit and greed <laughs>
2: it's about it becomes about god's economy yeah um and that's the and that's the difference mm. ministry wise it's always laying yourself down first it's Correct. always getting
0: out of the way and, and letting god do through us what he wants to do and and mm. it's no different with strategizing and planning yeah. for growing a church and building building the kingdom of god mm. how how different are the worlds of of strategy i mean you've been a part of both mm. sides now how different are the and and you have touched on it but the, the worlds of strategy and planning when it When it comes to comparing business and church, what are the differences in terms of focus you know? right
1: um that's a very good question well, in a business it's 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 all about the shareholders mm. uh and the customers so the shareholders are the ones that put the money into the business yeah. and the customers who buy the product or the service and so it becomes all about them and um and the vision strategy becomes all about how do we keep the shareholders happy mm. and how do we keep the customers coming back and buying more and more and more of the service or the product that yeah. we are offering. So that's the mindset. Um, in a church, then, it's all about where God is leading mm. and uh, what dreams he has placed in our hearts Um uh, Furthering the kingdom of, of God on earth, and so um, that's why I talk about what are the dreams because I really do believe like God put dreams into uh, gave Joseph uh, dreams, yeah. So he, he puts dreams into our own hearts, um, yeah. And that's why I'd like to always say, What is the dream that the Lord has placed in your heart for this particular ministry? because then um, we're allowing the Lord to really speak to us mm. and, uh, and and open up a whole new vista. Mm. So yeah, that's that's the that's the fundamental difference there. And you're talking about dreams, and and
0: you have a very important role to play in terms of, you know, uh, incorporating and stewarding not just your own dreams, but but dreams around the fellowship, uh, mm. ministry leaders, people that are leading life groups. Mm. Y- you know, you have to kind of have this eagle eye view of these dreams and see, okay, this is where that fits. This is where this fits. How can we incorporate them? How can we get the best out of them? Mm. And I can honestly say I've, I've been seeing that come into uh, fruition uh, since, since you've been here, and it's only been a short while. But it really is, it's amazing to see how, how that just activates something in people. So, so what are some of your
2: dreams for for the fellowship and for what you are doing mm. at the fellowship? Right. Um, sure. well, perhaps I can just start off, um,
1: sort of bro- more broadly. Uh, if, if I look at the the dreams that have been brought by so many different people, and um, what I what I am seeing is just. A a greater shift in from being quite inward focused for Mm -hmm. good reason. I think the Lord is. we've been in a season where he's been growing um, all sorts of skills and, uh, and talents and um, in this body and preparing this body for something. And so I see uh, definitely a shift from inward to a much more outward focus, Mm -hmm. um, which is really in sync with our, with our vision statement of thousands going out. You know, there's that outward Focus, and I can see it in in the dreams and the and the and the strategies and the plans that that really indeed is is going to take hold uh, uh, this year. And um, the other thing that's come come through very clearly is we have spent a lot of time equipping our own people, but we're mm. th- we going into a season where we're going to be equipping the m- the broader body of christ i'm talking about other churches uh, both locally and mm. and internationally i believe yeah I mean. we're going to be um uh, equipping them in in the fivefold ministry um and we talk about overflowing i think that's part of the what i'm seeing uh, going to be happening is mm. is really just an overflowing of gifts and talents uh into the the greater body of mm. christ um
2: yeah,
0: uh, just to, to butt in there mm. f- for a moment, you uh, just uh, this past weekend we had a great um, time of connection, um, fellowship. Um, that that was quite a an, a great mm. uh, event for us to to have something that we haven't had going on a regular basis. And I know you've got that planned yes. for the rest of the year, once a month. Maybe tell us about some of the other things that that we can expect in, in yeah. 2018 that 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 people from the fellowship can expect to
2: to bump into in terms mm. of development around the church. Great, yeah. I I think I think this year we're going to ch- um, focus on some of the things that perhaps we've let slip
1: over the years. Mm. Um, and and one of those is really just a focus on serving one another, mm. but also just being hospitable, having that 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 mind of 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 of. Uh, being hospitable to whoever comes across your path, mm. friends, strangers, new people. Um, so we are going to, and that's one thing that I am really um, wanting to push this year is that we, we have a much more hospitable uh, approach to our new people, to, to the visitors coming in, to creating uh, uh, opportunities for the, uh, for the body to fellowship with one another. Mm. You know, I, um, I love that scripture about us as a body. That you know, one of us is a foot and one of us is a hand, yeah. and you know, if you know, we all need to do our part, and uh, and but the body can only really operate when the body knows one another yeah. and and fellowships with one another, and there's um, a unity, there's a unity, and there's a sort of a uh, an iron sharpening iron, and yeah. um, and we pra- prepare ourselves as a body for acts of service, and so. So I think that's g- going to be big, and then I, I'm very excited about the the, the the reaching out to the lost mm. and the unchurched. Um, that that is something that we we really do need as part of our outward focus yeah. is just to open our eyes again and just see yeah uh, to see the lost beyond the to four see walls, the
2: people who have never been into a church, and they know nothing about yeah. us. Sure, that's exciting stuff, and I just want to quickly jump into the life groups. Um, Yes. It's something that
0: we've recently kind of uh, renamed um, Mm. because I I know your heart behind it is, you know, you you want people to do life together. Mm. It's not just a quick meeting on a Wednesday night or Tuesday or whenever you meet. Maybe give us some more um, perspective of life
2: groups from where you're sitting. Mm. What's the vision? Where do you want to see it go? What's the heart behind life groups? That's a good question. Um, The heart behind sort of life groups
1: is really just groups of small intimate groups of people really doing life together Mm. and walking a journey with one another um, and really fellowshipping with with one another. So yes, always we need to meet around the word and we we need to pray with one another. Mm. Um, But we also need to, you know, in those moments of crisis, get alongside one another and uh and rejoice with one another, you know the mo- moments of 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 rejoicing and these n- these moments of of weeping and and grieving, mm. and mm. we need to do that uh with one another and you know its al- also the early church uh met in 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 people's houses mm, and they yeah. broke bread with one another and it was a uh the sense I get from the scriptures is it was a much more intimate uh uh group of people and uh so that is something I'd really like to see sort mm. of a maximum of ten people. Mm-hmm. In a life group, really, really walking and, and and doing life with one another and journeying with one another, um, we've got about five hundred and fifty odd uh, active people in the church. So, uh, and if you'd so if you divide that by ten, you know you're looking at a good fifty, 50 to between fifty and fifty-five life groups. Sure. And um, yes, I know it's difficult for some people to connect to life group, but even if you're not in one, we would like you to be connected to one, so at least yeah. somebody overseeing uh or touching sides with people who mm. can't come to uh, a life group regularly but is still part of their ambit, if I can yeah. put it that way. Um so we have twenty one life gr- life groups, so we've got quite a way to go to at least have everyone um connected and so there is going to be a big focus on um, you know, leaders being mm. raised up uh to take on these life groups. And um so, yes, I'm looking with anticipation to see what the Lord's going to do yeah. because it's the Lord that raises up the leaders and we just need to see the ones that He's raising mm-hmm. and get alongside them and prepare them. Yeah um to 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 do to do that and i, I think we've already seen a couple come
0: come yes. pop up this year already yes. So which is which is some of these little seeds that have been sown, and we're trusting for just an increase absolutely um, fifty isn't impossible for yes. god and and you like you said it's it's almost uh that's how it should be with the amount of people that we have, and yeah, I just love our how you, you've named it, life groups, and, and, and it, it is really what the kingdom is about, mm. is family. No. The whole kingdom of God is structured on family, father, son, Holy Spirit, yes. you know, Adam and Eve was husband and wife and, and everything starts with family and just building that connection and, and you mentioned something in terms of, you know, being able to, to weep together, being yes. able to celebrate together mm. and, and in, a, in a big congregation in terms of Sunday meetings, we don't always get to do it in such an intimate, personal Correct. way and, and I really believe that within life groups is where culture changes. Mm. It's it's when when life groups are are doing life together and things are changing there. That's when the the culture of a church and mm. of a congregation can change. So it's exciting to see that there's a, there again there's things in place that mm. will facilitate. The, the, the bigger growth and the bigger um, culture changes within the church and and when we speak about culture change we're not trying to change people yes. we're just trying to be more Christ-like we're trying Correct. to be more like you said like, yeah. like acts you know mm. um, living the way that, that God intends for us mm. to live towards one another you know
1: if I can just reflect personally if I look back on my life uh, and in the life groups um, the very first life group that my wife and I went Belinda and I went mm. together was when we were students uh, we h- weren't married yet and mm. we were, um, we were looking for a, a, life group to attend and, and we chose one, uh, at the time, uh, that had a, a, very, a huge cross section of people. So from young to old. Yeah. Cause we were students and we were uh, on a campus and we were, we were, we were always with people of our own age. And yeah. we, we sat and we said, what do we, what do we want and what do we need? And we said, we, we actually need the wisdom of older people to talk into our lives yeah. because we just got young people surrounding us. Um, mm and what a blessing that was and most all of the life group members that were there um and was made up of professors and and um street sweepers and uh you know all sorts of Diverse people bunch. and and they all came to our wedding so that just gave you an indication sure. of how you know they really became part the relationships of, uh, yeah, the other relationships and then through the years um how you know if i think back um <coughs> of some of our life group members um you have m- you have times in your life of ups, and you have t- times of downs. Mm. Uh, that's you know how it goes, and uh, and but how you can get alongside people, uh, and how in many cases would be hard to get through a difficult patch, sure. yeah, uh, without you know your brothers and sisters coming alongside you. So I would like everyone to 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 experience that, mm.
2: um, and just the joy of of of, of a group um, that you can turn to. Mm. I think that really. Nails the the nail on the head in terms of,
0: you know, moving away from the past, having to do all the work mm-hmm. where, where we, bec- we, we become a church, we become a body, like mm-hmm. you mentioned, where when someone is sick in my life group. I'm equipped to go pray for them. I've got yeah. the same holy spirit. I've I've been taught. I'm in a congregation where it's normal. Um or when someone needs encouragement, I can go mm. when they when they're in a tough spot. And and I'm very, very excited to see how this will develop. And and it is it is something that we've been doing, but I think there's scope mm. for for more and um, for people to step into it in a greater
2: Absolutely, capacity. Absolutely.
1: And you know, I, I'm one thing I'm very, very aware of and having experienced it myself is that uh modern man, if I can put it like mm. that modern men and women don't have a lot of time mm. um, you know it's hard earning a living bringing up a family um, all the, the demands that are, are placed on, on, on the family today yeah. so you know I don't want to see life groups becoming a burden it should never be a burden and sure. I think that people can share the responsibilities you know mm. you can have one that perhaps leads and, and brings a message and it doesn't need to be the same person every week mm. Um someone can host it you know someone who's g- got you know hospitality skills and love to host it maybe yeah. there's a carer in the group who just loves to rustle up everyone to go and care for someone's needs yeah. you know, in the neighborhood so really to look at it like that uh, it, you know to see it as as a real body you know of people one being the hand one being the foot one mm. being the mouth you know and, and really start to operate mm. uh, as the body was intended to operate
0: mm. um, we're speaking about life groups obviously that's a a core place to get involved in any mm. church life in any congregation how can people contribute to the growth of the fellowship and be part of the vision
1: god has given us in in
0: many uh, in other ways
1: you know um i think take every opportunity to to understand the vision and mm. we've got a very very uh, clear vision and, mm. and a consistent one through the years um and then to see the gifts that god has given you mm. you know um And to acknowledge that He has given, that He has a purpose and a plan for your life. Mm. Um, And then just to see where God is working. And if you can put all this together, um, you will be able to contribute to the growth of this body. Because what we want is to people to say, I acknowledge that God has given me this particular gift. And this is the plan that He has for my life. Mm. That's the. Then you can operate in that gifting, and in that plan, you will be extremely happy because you're in the center of god's will yeah, I mean. and then you're going to be contributing to the growth of this body mm. so um I'm very excited about what Pastor Rob has been preaching about um you know he said on Sunday that part of o- a way of honoring someone is to honor the gifting and the plan that God has p- given them for their lives. Mm. So what we're not asking people to do is come and sign up for every horrible task yeah. that you don't want to do. Yeah. <laughs> you yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but you know, um, to one man a horrible task is another man's yeah. absolute treasure, I and and it. and that's where I want uh, you know to for us to be is, is comfortable in our gifting
2: yeah. and uh, to bring it to the body so that the foot can be a foot and yeah. the hand can be a hand. Yeah. F- Andrew, I personally want to thank you just for for your time and just what
0: what you've already brought to to the fellowship and in terms of just broadening our perspective on what what we are able to achieve if we put our minds to it and our hearts to it and we listen to God I mean mm. there's so many gems in what you've said um, in this, this time that we've spent together and I'm really trusting that as people listen to it they'll catch your heart mm. and they'll catch the heart of, of the fellowship and I, I almost want to go as far as to say you know Andrew's a very open guy he's available for people to chat to if you want to find out more about wh- what are we doing what's happening around the church what's the vision your vision if you have something that you want to bring and you and you think it, it can add value, speak to Andrew about it. Mm. We're not saying that everything yes. is gonna be taken up, but there can be a discussion and a yeah. conversation. Because like you said, we want you to operate in what God has given mm. you to operate. And there's no use if you are sitting dormant at home wishing and hoping someone will ask you. Mm. Um, so thank you very much Andrew and, and I'm excited to to see our strategy and, and, and planning and things um, just bring fruit to the kingdom, not just at, in Malpus and at the fellowship, but throughout the, the kingdom of God. Thank you for being with us.
2: Thank you for having me. So that was the, the seventh episode
0: of, of the Fellow cast And I really trust that as you've listened, it has stirred something up in your heart in terms of not just the greater church, but your personal growth and how you can, through planning and strategy, um, grow into the calling that God has given you. Thank you for listening. And until next time. Bye-bye.